Welcome to our show. The name of our show is What Do You Think? My name is Missy. And my name is Missy's brother. Yep. Okay, Robert. There we go. So the next question is um, kind of a deep question. Oh, <laughs> Do all dogs go to heaven? No. Do all that, is not, that is not the question. <laughs> that was a great cartoon, though. So I was talking to our wonderful stepfather, Bubba, and he was telling me a story about him, and I'll let him tell his story. I'm just going to relay something close to that. So it was about... Uh, people being mean or people not being nice or, or whatever and in this world and um, how you want to come at that person. You want to be mean back or, you know. Um, but that, and this happened to me. There was a person and they were really mean and they were being so ugly and not to me but somebody else, one of my friends. And they were really being ugly and, uh, God, I just thought, gosh, she's so mean, you know, and, and I don't like that. And God really spoke to me and said, I am no respecter of persons. We are dealing with, um, um, what's that saying? Spiritual beings, not, you know. Spiritual realm. The spiritual realm when it comes to this, it's not it's not her or him being mean. It's <clears throat> this evil world and you should not talk about them. I love them. You know, I love them. And so kind of touch on that a little bit about, you know, the world has just gone crazy and people are meaner or whatever. And how do you deal and live in an atmosphere like this, you know, when that is and not not give in to that, not become part of that, not turn the other <clears throat> cheek, so to speak, or love them, or how do you do that? Well, first off, it's not really about us. You said it then, it was about spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the hardest thing for us as believers is to let go. Mm-hmm. You know, you heard the saying, let go, let God. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. It's about surrender. Mm-hmm. So once we've changed in, internally and we're no longer ourselves, Galatians 2.25, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but he lives in me. Mm-hmm. So at that point, we surrender ourselves because that's what it's about. What, everything you just said is about self. Yeah. It's about you getting revenge or yeah. being angry at somebody else. Human nature. It's human nature. So that nature's changed mm-hmm. because God's changed you. So it's about surrender. Are you going to surrender to his will? Or are you going to let your physical body do what you want it to do, which is what your mind's telling you? Mm-hmm. So it's about surrendering yourself to his leadership, mm-hmm. whether it's no matter what it's at, but let's just say from this perspective, because you want to punch somebody in the face. Yeah. Well, God doesn't, because you're right. God loves them. Right. And guess what? He loves them just as much as you. So because your nature's changed, mm-hmm. because you're satisfied because the Holy Spirit's living inside of you, then you can surrender and just let it go. Yeah. That's not, the only way you can. Now, with this instance, it happened really quick. Right. I did kind of view that and started saying prayers for this person. You know, and uh, I do think that, like, like at work or anywhere, like if I would go, I used to be like this. If I'd go, hey, good morning, how are you? And they wouldn't speak. I'd like, they're snobs. <laughs> well, they actually could be snobs. <laughs> but then, and this happens, you know, some, sometimes people just don't speak or whatever. And I would, say, I would literally say, God, they're just snobs. And um, now I see them as like, I think something might be wrong. Like they're broken. Instead of, like my perspective changed. Instead of seeing... Offense toward me, I saw 
something's going on with them, and I would write them down and pray for them. I'd write them on a little notepad and pray for them. So uh, it's definitely a work in prog- progress because it, it can be a knee-jerk reaction when someone offends you. You want to go, yeah. yeah, and you're like, wait a minute. God loves him or her just as much as he loves me, so... There you go. Yeah, so, I mean, you said it's changing perspective because what you did was you said, this is not about me. Yeah. Yeah, I want to take offense and I want to be angry, but that goes back to the idea that we were talking about uh, last last time was uh, is that you're already loved. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be loved by them. The hardest thing when that comes up and somebody does not say, hey, Missy, good morning to you. Yeah. Or, hey, Robert, good morning. Hey, sunshine, beautiful, sweet girl. You got great (laughs) eyes today. Anyway, then it becomes that, that, um, that becomes a, I'm not loved. So they didn't say hello to me. So inside we're thinking, well, they don't, I'm not liked, I'm not loved, I'm offended. And but once you get to the point where you're satisfied that you, that God loves you, mm-hmm. so it really doesn't matter whether anybody else does, even though they they will because the Holy Spirit draws them. But you're not offended anymore because you you don't have that desire inside of you to be filled because God's already filled it. Are you to that point yet where you don't get offended? Yes. Ever? So you can call me a name now because I will really get hurt. <laughs> You've heard me say it. No, 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 no. Everybody that's going to get this early has heard me say my one feeling was hurt. My one feeling. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet, but I could see you are very, very, I would call it laid back, but I guess it could be called. Do you call me lazy? No. She called me lazy. I'm laid hurt. back. My one feeling is hurt. <laughs> you just got offended in the. Yeah. No, I, it's it's hard. It's, I, you know, I've had people come to me because, man, I'm sorry I offended you. You didn't offend me. You like, can't what offend What did me. you do? You can't offend me. Yeah. You want to, you make fun of mom now, I'll beat you up and I won't be offended. <laughs> Good ending. <laughs> I can't start over. We, we're in the middle here. But the one thing about being loved by God is he doesn't love us because we're lovable. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say that again because anybody listening, I want you to make sure that you realize this. You are not lovable. You are not lovable. <laughs> Tune in for more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just here to bless you. <laughs> but this is not, you are from 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 our own perspective, you are not lovable. You are not. Accept it. But you know what? It's not, He doesn't love us because we're lovable. He loves us because he's love. So now you can't change it. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do. I don't care how bad you are. I don't care where you go. I don't care what you do. You cannot change his love because he is love. Yeah. So no matter how lovable or unlovable you are, because that's how we go. Yeah. You're unlovable today. Tomorrow you're more lovable. Mm-hmm. You know, today your eyes, eyes are sparkling. Change like better. the wind. Change like the wind every single day. He doesn't. He's because a rock. Because yeah. us, him loving us has nothing to do with us. It has to do with only him. He loves us because he is love. Boom, drop the mic. Bow. So I wanted to ask, what is the difference between discernment and is it the same thing as when you hear from God? The difference between discernment and hearing from God? Well, they can be the same thing. <clears throat> the true idea of discernment is a gift that uh, we exercise our gift speaking in tongues, things such as that. Please don't run off with that speaking in tongues comment. <clears throat> discernment is kind of the same thing. And there are those who have the gift of discernment. They can discern scripture, situations. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of ideas. But I think in some at some point, all of us will exercise that gift. Because discernment is, oh, you know, you're in a situation and somebody comes up to you and says something. Mm-hmm. And your discernment tells you, 
that is wrong. Mm-hmm. There's no way you know that. Right. Unless you're physically a part of whatever the whatever happened that the person's telling the lie. Mm-hmm. But to, just in your mind, you go, that is not true. Mm-hmm. That's God's discernment, the Holy Spirit telling you something. So you've just exercised that. There are those who have the gift of discernment and can sit and have a conversation mm-hmm. and understand and be empathetic. That doesn't mean they have to get to discernment necessarily. They're being empathetic and they can understand the situation and help. Mm-hmm. There are those that sit in that same conversation and God says, do this. And that's discernment. That's mm-hmm. understanding the situation from God's perspective and him telling you what to do. Well, what's the difference in that and the still small voice? that you- Not really much. It's it's just, a, it, it depends still on what the small voice should be, could be telling you to do something else, turn left instead of right. Well, I hear that <clears throat> occasionally that... Well, it's, I think it's a still small voice where you sure. have an idea or something, and it's not from you, and you know it's not from you, and it is goes along with the Bible, and so I do. I don't understand the difference then. Discernment actually has to do with somebody else. It's not always true, but the most of the time, discernment. So, if you came to me and told me something that's going on in your life, mm-hmm. and God tells me, okay, that's not true. Then he, then I have to listen to him, and he tells me what to say. This has happened okay. because I do have the the gift of discernment. Mm-hmm. And, and Lori's seen it work so many times. She's like, I don't know how you do that. I don't do it. God does it. Yeah. And she, you know, she understands that. But mm-hmm. it's how do you even know what they were talking about because they're talking about something in their life. Yeah. And God's told me this is what's actually happening, and this is how it fits. <clears throat> so that's a gift that's exercised. Yeah. You can discern things without really, you know, just because you know something. Right. Well, I had a a real, I was in a terrible relationship probably like 10 years ago. It was, it was awful, abusive. And um, I was at mom's church and her and I were talking and she was introducing me to her many, many friends that she has. Yeah, she, everybody's mom's friend. Yeah, Mount Perrin Church of God. If you ever go to church with mom at Mount Perry, it would take 20 minutes to leave because she had, had to say bye to every person there. Yeah, similar to walking through Walmart or grocery <laughs> store with her. Anyway, we were out there talking in the, you know, the hallway. And this lady that I had no idea who she was, she just looked at me and she goes, this will be over soon. Just hold on. This will be over soon. And I looked at her and I knew exactly what she was talking about. And mom knew exactly what she was talking about. And it was just like a huge relief. Like, thank God. I instantly believed. I had no doubt, you know. And it was. It was over. Yeah, and see, she probably exercised two things, which was prophetic Mm -hmm. and discernment. Yeah. So prophetically, she spoke what God told her to do. Yeah. To speak. She had probably, if you ask her, what are you talking about? She's kind of, I have no idea. Yeah. I was just told to tell you that. Right. So... Yes, that is, that's exercising the gift of discernment. Now, prophecy, when it comes to the idea of prophecy, prophecy in Scripture really is about teaching. So you can tell the future. You could tell the future. You know why? Because you read Scripture, and Scripture tells you what the future is going to be like. You've right. just become a prophet. Hmm. Now, if someone says something that's outside of Scripture, most likely it's not prophetic. Yeah. We have all these TV evangelists telling us stuff that doesn't make any sense. And when you look at Scripture, well, why? Gosh, it doesn't really say that. Yeah. Well, then it's not prophetic. Even if it comes true, you can still have those kind of things out. But if they're outside of Scripture, mm-hmm. it's not prophetic. God speaks through His Word. Mm-hmm. He used to speak through the prophets. He'll tell you that in Hebrews. Guess what? I used to speak through the prophets and the elders and all that. He does, chapter 1. <clears throat> but now, I've spoken through Jesus. 
And what Jesus did was he used that word and it came together in what we know as the Bible. But that lady, so she was a prophet or she was? She was exercising a gift at that point. I don't know mm-hmm. if she was a prophet or not. Right. Okay. Prophets are, the, the thing about being named a prophet, you have to be right 100% of the time. So, whatever it was, because she has a gift. Yes, she has a gift and she exercised it, whether it's prophetically speaking to you or whether it was the, the gift of discernment, seeing that something, both of them really, if you think right. about it. Well, in an, I had lots of incidences, by the way. <laughs> in another incident, I was in a really dangerous position. I got myself in. Yes. Yeah. This was, all of this was 10, 10, 15 years ago, however long. I was in a really dangerous situation, and I knew it. it. All of a sudden, it just came to me like, I need to get out of here. And I did. But the next day, when, I don't know if you know David Copeland, Jermaine Copeland's son, him and I. Him and I used to be really good friends, and he called me at 6 a.m. going, are you okay? And I go, yes, why? He goes, because God woke me up at 2 a.m., and I was praying for you, and that's exactly when that was going on. So it's that spiritual warfare going on, and God woke David up mm-hmm. to pray for me. Cool. I'm like, whoa. You know, and I knew at that point, like, God is watching out for me. Like, you you need to get it together, girl. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> there are all kind of cool stuff like that it happens to people. You know, cool stories. Yeah, but how did you react to it? Oh man, I was like, God loves me; He's looking out for me. Which is the way, right way to react to it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, He loves me that much. He sees this going on with me. You know, because there's so many people that are probably listening to what we're saying right now who think, mm, you know, He's just not involved. Yeah. He, yeah, you just don't know He is. Yeah. Now I will say this, and I'll say it in a way that hopefully won't offend anybody. Pretty sure it will. There we go. Is we all talk about prayer, and we'll get into prayer a little more a little bit later, but <clears throat> there's really, outside of the relationship with Christ, the only prayer that God will hear from you is that of salvation. Until you bridge that gap, until that veil is torn in your life, and you can actually have that relationship to pray for a car... And not be a believer, God cannot hear it. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have, the relationship's not there. I'm hoping that's going to make sense. Because if there's not a relationship, it's like me trying to get you to do something and we don't have a relationship, you'll never hear me. Because we'll be in two different parts of the state. The chasm. The chasm, exactly. So <clears throat> once that gap is bridged, will God hear those things for safety? and those? Yeah, yeah, but it always leads back to the same thing. It leads back to salvation. Mm-hmm. So when I pray for someone, I get prayer requests all the time. My uncle in Oklahoma stubbed his toe. You know what my prayer is? I hope he knows Jesus. Jesus, I want you to take this broken toe and lead him back to you. Well, I have a question then. Oh, look at that. It led to a question. It did, because one of my questions, well, JJ and I had this question. We were talking about it, about, um, I, I don't know where it says this, and I don't know 100%. It's in the Bible? Just or? make it up. Okay, it's no fine. Yeah. <laughs> that, at, that at some point, every person in the world is going to hear about Jesus. Mm. And I asked mom, I said, how is that possible? Mm. And she said, well, for instance, there's a guy who's a Muslim who wrote a book and he had a dream about Jesus came to him in his dream and he accepted Christ. So it's not, it's not all up to every person Mm. to go and witness to somebody, but having that question in your chasm and he hadn't accepted Christ, but he had a dream about Christ. How do you, 
I'm not sure what the so, actual question is. Because you, question you, you said you can't pray to God. No, I didn't say you can't. You can, but he won't he hear don't, you. He, he can't. If there's no interaction, if there's no relationship, how can he hear you? Then how did this guy have a dream about Jesus? Yeah, he was God was reaching out to him. I didn't say there couldn't be. Oh, okay. I'm saying that everything that we we hear and everything, everything that we do, we're hearing missiles drop on us right now. <laughs> so, um, Duck and cover. Leads back to that. So once mm-hmm. you, have, it leads back to salvation. Oh, I have a broken arm. We want to pray for them to heal because we love them. They're our family members. But if they don't need, know Jesus, our prayer should be they should come to Christ. Mm-hmm. That broken arm should help lead them back to Christ. That's what I was saying. Romans chapter 1 actually says, because I guess Paul got the question, you know, how is it those people that don't hear about Jesus, how, do they, how are they, they going to find out? How are they going to find out? And he said, nature, look at what God has created. And he says it right there. It's very clear. They have no excuse. Right. Just look around. Just look around. God created all this. Yeah. You can't stand there and say you created it. Well, I guess when you're born in a Muslim world, though, you hear about or I don't know, Allah and all that, you born into that, yeah. the, the nature would look like Allah, cre- Allah, whatever, created that, right? Right. So Jesus has to, if every person... He that gap. Huh? He bridged that gap. Jesus t- stepped into this guy's world and said, hey, it's me. Yeah. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that is pretty cool. So you and I don't have to go all over the world preaching the Word. No. Hey, ready for this? <laughs> oh, boy, do we have time for this. Oh, good. Uh, it's really, it's actually kind of simple. You're asking how the whole world's going to hear? When was the last time the world spoke the one language? And you'll know, because you'll remember it, because it has to do with Babel. Yeah, when they were building the... Tower. Tower. Right. When's the second time the world speaks one language? Well, it's getting there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is, but it's how are we doing it? Through apps, computers. Yeah. It's all binary code. Yeah. It's the only time in the history of the world, except for the Tower of Babel, that the world has spoken the same language. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because the guys that live in, you know, China, yeah, who speak Mandarin, mm-hmm. but through a computer and the binary code of O's and ones, can actually speak the same language that we do. So we can give the testimony of Jesus Christ through that binary code, and everybody in the world can hear it. Right. That has a computer. So how far away from everybody in the world having a computer? I don't know. Yeah. Because that you know, there's so many that preach that the computers of the devil, blah blah blah, and so many aspects of it are. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is it's it's one of the first times that we have that we've built our own tower of Babel. Oh, using a computer. You're deep, man. <laughs> Whoa, that you is my a... James Earl Jones. <laughs> Luke, I am your father. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, uh-huh. not only that. I mean, who is God? He can reveal himself to whomever he chooses. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of So What Do You Think? We hope you will subscribe to our podcast and continue listening. You can currently find us on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple. Just simply type So What Do You Think in the search bar and the podcast should come up. You can also reach out to Robert and Missy with your questions or comments at swdyouthink at gmail.com. That's s-w-d-y-o-u-t-h-i-n-k at gmail.com. They welcome your questions. It's fun to learn these things about the Bible that you may not know in this fun format. Now stay tuned for a sneak peek of next week's episode. I wanted to talk about China and the fact that it's just crazy. There's 60 million Christians in China, and and Christianity is, like, banned there. 
And that's more Christians than in the United States. And we have missionaries in China that actually can't talk about the fact they're missionaries. In fact, I can't really talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.